All right, everyone. Very, very happy to welcome back to the podcast Andrea Warden, who uh, has just an unbelievable history as a human rights advocate and consultant, writer, teacher. I'm not going to go through, Andrea, because you've been on before. Not to mention you were the champ of your tournament in uh, Hunan, which, by the way, is where Peng Shui is from, which you reminded me of in our first podcast. And you came on, kindly enough, uh, probably about six, eight weeks ago on the program. Uh, of course, you have a connection with me in Stanford, a little different. I played tennis there. You graduated from Stanford Law and studied modern Chinese history. So you got an MA and a JD uh, from Stanford, in addition to graduating, as you did from Yale. And all that you've done in human rights and in the legal world, particularly as it relates to uh, the United Nations. So you are someone who has educated me throughout this entire Peng Shui process, and you continue to do that. Uh, and I needed to have you back by popular demand from my fans of the podcast because of all you brought to the table on the last one. So first of all, how are you? How's your tennis game? And then we're going to get into this serious situation with the Olympics right around the corner. Right. Well, Patrick, first, thank you so much for having me back. Um, I really, really enjoyed um, our conversation, right, like six or eight weeks ago. Um, wonderful to speak with you. And I'm glad also that you're able to now use uh, your the degree that you earn um, at Stanford. I think <laughs> Political <laughs> science, right. right. So, boy, I mean, it's, it's coming in really handy, isn't it, now? Right? You know, I, who knew? Who knew that it would finally come in handy? But it is, and, I, and as I said, and I'm being very serious in this, learning a lot from, from people like you uh, who have lived your life uh, in this world. So based on that and based on here we are now with the Olympics right around the corner, uh, where do you, how do you assess where we are with the Peng Shui situation right now. Right. Yeah. So, um, right. And again, thank you for continuing to um, uh, talk about her, to have folks like myself and my good friend uh, Yashwe on your podcast. We can't forget about her. One thing before I get into the, sort of the Olympics, I did want, want to mention it was so encouraging to read about, you know, the, uh, the handful of top players who talked about Peng Shui. Um, right, so the women, but also um, uh, Nick Kyrgios, right? Like, right. Uh, so important for these players, and they recognize that. You know, they're like, we need to, we have to use our platform and our voice because she can't. She has no voice. We need to speak with her. We can't forget. We we want to talk with her directly. We have to speak for her, and we need uh, accountability, right, from the from the Chinese side. So. So just, you know, kudos, props to the um, athletes who continue to speak out. So important as the, you know, as the tournaments come up for journalists to keep doing their job, like keep asking, um, you know, the players, both men and women, right? Like, so, you know, what's, what are your thoughts on what's happening with Peng Shui? Like, you know, what, what, what can we do? What can be done? So important to keep that conversation live in the media, in, in the public's mind, um, so anyway, I just did want to mention that from the from the open. So that was you know encouraging. So okay, it is now less than two weeks until the Beijing Olympics. So the uh, the Beijing Olympics start on February four, and um, right. So I think right now we so we we don't know anything more about punctualized situation or what the chinese government wants us to you know think about punctualized situation than we did like 
the last time, I mean, we spoke, or I think the last time you spoke with um, Yashua. So we don't know much, but we do know a couple of things. Thomas Bach uh, and his backers, right? So CCP, uh, Chinese Communist Party folks who are kind of directing this propaganda show have mentioned a dinner or some gathering in Beijing when Bach arrives for the Winter Olympics. You know, he said a few times, oh, I lo- I'm looking forward to seeing you, Peng Shui, and the other, um, you know, IOC members who are on these video calls. Looking forward to seeing everybody when I get to Beijing. So I don't know if he's in Beijing yet. He may not be, but he should be going very soon. There are uh, two meetings, uh, February 2nd and um, February 3rd, so right before the Olympics begin, that he, he has, to, you know, has to be at. One is the executive IOC executive board meeting. The other is um, just the IOC session. So that's February 2, February 3. And then I learned this morning, um, February 2nd is the beginning of this, of a truncated torch relay. And uh, so Thomas Bach will be there doing his thing. He's going to um, carry the torch for part of the, the relay. So that'll be happening. My, my sense, Patrick, is that they, they have got to deal, do the, whatever it is they're, you know, cooking up with Peng Shui for this big PR uh, propaganda move really should happen before then. So, at, you know, towards the end of January, soon, like within mm-hmm. the next week, right? That's my thinking. Okay. So, so anyways, so just a little bit of background there. So, so it, it's imminent. So, I, so like this morning, I was on Twitter trying to get a sense, you know, asking folks if anybody knew people's like travel schedule. So Fox travel schedule. Uh, also, Antonio Guterres, the UN Secretary General, he is going to Beijing, as is the um, uh, United Nations General Assembly President. Um, he's also going. Um, and so anyway, it would be very useful to know when all these big shots are heading to Beijing because that's also right is going to be around when this uh, Peng Shui gathering happens. Let me ask, let me ask you this, Andrea, uh, the only real sort of, and and again, this seemed to be right out of the Chinese, the China playbook, which is that we haven't, and I've been saying this to anyone that asked me, no new, normally no news is good news, but in this case, no news is not good news as far as the way I can see it and the way, uh, I, I, I sense how this situation is going. So, uh, the only real new news that we've heard in the last couple of weeks has been from the Chinese, the former Chinese basketball player, Yao Ming, of course, who was a huge uh, star here in the U.S. playing for the Houston Rockets. He's been uh, retired for a number of years. He's back in China. He was one of the four athletes at this uh, skiing event where Peng Shui uh, had that quote unquote, you know, happened to have an interview happen, right? Uh, with a supposed reporter. So we all know that that was planned. But the fact that Yao Ming came out with some statements uh, yes. in the last week, what do you make of that? Right. So Patrick, thank you for reminding me of that. I had I had totally spaced on that for a moment. I was also actually just thinking about um, Ennis Cantor Freedom. So maybe we can talk about him for yes. a second because he Right, he wants to see Peng Shui too. So, thank you for that reminder. Indeed. Um, so he said something like, "Oh, I chat. I think what did he say? I chatted with her recently." He said she's she doing. Fun. She's doing very well. Uh, something to that effect. And 
that, uh, and he was actually referring, I'm glad you brought up Enos uh, Cantor Free, Freedom, or is it, yeah, I think that's what he's changed his name to, the, the Boston Celtic, who's, yeah. who's been very outspoken about uh, this issue and others as it relates right. to human rights. Uh, so, so Yao Ming essentially invited him to come to China. And yes. to see China, uh, and the one I, the the phrase he used yeah. was that you know sport is is supposed to be a way to connect us and build bridges. And yes, sometimes we have some collisions along the way, but we don't uh, abandon our efforts to keep you know building bridges. That was sort of the 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 the, the statement from Yao Ming, and then. Enos said, uh, "Well, I'm. I, I'd love to come visit China as long as I can visit some of the refugee camps, right? Some of the labor camps, <laughs> the labor right. camps, right? So right. that's kind of where that is. So it it seems to me that right. Yao Ming has essentially become, I guess, part of you. Know, you want to call it the IOC or part of the Chinese Communist Party uh, in in spouting the party line, so to speak. Would you agree?" Yes, I, yeah, I, I would, um, absolutely. Oh, thank you also for correcting. I generally am reading. I don't listen to that much news or watch that much. I didn't know how to pr- actually pronounce. I'll just call him Mr. Freedom. I yeah, like call that. him Mr. Freedom. That's a good one. He should just become that, Mr. Freedom. Right, right Mr. Freedom. Okay, you're right. So, um, so a couple of things. Um, right. So basically, so Yao Ming, you know, fascinating guy, incredibly talented, obviously, you know, basketball player, and just good guy. Like, he works on, like, you know, endangered animal issues, like whatever, illegal trafficking and wildlife and stuff. But he is definitely, um, you know, he's part of the system. So the Chinese expression is um, qi journey, which means he's inside the system. He is, you know, the president of the Chinese Basketball Association. He's such a prominent figure, right? Um, and I think he's had, he's maybe held some, like, like I think in the past political um, kind of appointment, appointments and roles. So he really is, you know, he's working for the Chinese government and he's working for the Chinese Communist Party. So he's he's not independent, right? So, um, so it's just I think it's important for all of that of us to keep you know to keep that in mind. And he knows what he's doing. He just kind of knows what he has to do. Mm-hmm. He right, and he's sort of part of this whole script and this play. So, um, uh, really, it's you know, sort of propaganda play. So, indeed, um, exactly. So, so he, he said, oh, you know, talk with her, child, you know, she seemed fine. Yao Ming will almost will almost certainly be at whatever that you know the gathering is with with the dinner about. the dinner that they have in in beijing likely you're right. saying it's gonna be, you think it'll be before the games start i think so i mean who knows right but right. i think so because they, they want all of like the positive energy everybody focused on apparently what's going to also be an incredible opening ceremony so johnny mo you know famous um film director who directed the opening ceremony for 2008 he's back directing the opening ceremony for 2022. And he said, you know, it's incredible. You know, it's just going to be unbelievable. Everybody has to watch it. And, you know, it's going to sort of be, you know, as good as, and I think probably that idea is better than 2008. So it's going to be a spectacular show, right? So I just think they're going to want to just have a clean try, right? To have this, this a clean slate going into all of this, right? So so that's my, th- my, my thinking. If I were them, right? So I would try to you know, do this like on a slow news day or something, you know, a weekend or something, whatever in, in the, in the West. Right. And, right. Just, uh, and make, right. So, so anyway, just soon and before February 4, actually before February 2nd, because here you know, we have these uh, the IOC meetings, 
Um, and then, the, oh, and the torch relay starts on February 2nd. So that's my thinking. And Yao Ming, I think, also has some sort of official role as like an ambassador or something for the Winter Olympics. So he's going to be around in, in, in whatever role that is. So anyway, so he's going to continue to be, we're going to continue to hear from him. Right. And so this thing with Mr. Freedom, I mean, I love, this guy's awesome. <laughs> so he's, he's like, oh, thank you so much for the invitation, Yao Ming. You're talking, about I, Mr. I, You're talking about Mr. Freedom again, Enos. Yeah, 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 Enos. So my Mr. Freedom, right, Enos. So, so, yeah, so right. So, yeah, I mean, thank you so much. I would love to come to China. But first, there are a few things, you know. Like, <laughs> right, let me, let me lay yeah. out the parameters, which, which, which in a way is, is essentially what experts in, in China relations uh, like you have been saying, which is that, I mean, we, we, we're under no false pretense that we can – completely change China, right? I mean, China is, you know, they're their right. own country. They're, you know, so this idea that, uh, you know, we're going to change their system is, is unlikely, yeah. but we have yeah. to, we have to make some, put up some, some demand, yeah. so to speak. Right. I mean, that's the only way, because, yeah. and, and I'm looking, I'm thinking about if I'm Yao Ming and I'm yeah, this right. huge star and I'm thinking to myself, what other choice does he have? You, you know what I mean? Like if he wants to, I mean, you were, he's within the system. So obviously he's being well taken care of financially, right. um, yep. being who he is. And yes. so you start to think like, what, what's the alternative? And uh, because I'm thinking about Peng Shui and yep. what are her, it's almost like there are no options. The only option would be to, to just right. leave China forever. Right. Yes. You're, you know, you're exactly right, Patrick. They, they really have no agency when it comes to this sort of stuff. I mean, Yao Ming can, has no other choice unless literally he left the country, you know, and like defected or whatever, you know, right? Like he doesn't, he can't say no to this. I mean, maybe, you know, perhaps around the edges he could try, but that's not, you know, that's not going to serve him well, you know, right? Mm -hmm. So part of this, you know, this grand performance really you know, who knows what he's really thinking you know be, you know so exactly so i mean i think mr freedom is doing a great job just laying it all out there like yeah but, you know many you know yeah and like they're both you know these huge guys you know center you know, well, you know yeah, the former center right for the rockets you know yeah i'd love to come to china yo know, but okay so he has all these conditions right i want to see the uyghur labor camps i want to go to tibet and talk to people there like there's you know such beautiful people and and I want to understand what is happening to them. And he goes on and on and on. And then including, so on a tweet, in a tweet about this, he also mentions Peng Shui. And that's why I did want to mention uh, this on, on, on your own, this podcast, because he's brought her into mm -hmm. one, one of his conditions. It's like, I want to have a free discussion with Peng Shui. Like, yes, you know. So anyway, we need more people like him. But I also thought just before we got we got on the pod, yeah, started our podcast. I looked checked his Twitter feed. He has um, I think his pin tweet. He's like, oh, I'm already being censored. Like they're censoring him now, right? Like he 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 pulled up some like some sort of data or information that showed, I guess, that his um maybe his his number. So anyway, his name is being you know he's being censored now. It's no surprise. 
So, some, the they're similar to, to when I go on when I've gone on CNN. Of course, I was inundated in the last two weeks with the Novak Djokovic story. But before right. then, I was on a few times with the Pung Shui story, and they they told me that that as soon as we started talking about it, it was colored lines wow. in China because they get CNN International over there live. And as soon right. as I came on and we started discussing this topic, uh, it was not being seen in China. So you're not surprised by that, obviously. Not, not surprised at all. So, but now, now, now you're feeling it, right? You know, right. Like, personally and professionally, and that's exactly what's happening. And he's like, he, and, and um, you know, Mr. Freedom is like, I'm just getting started. Like, and he's like, they're, they're not going to silence me anyway. Love his attitude, you know. Um, but, but anyway, I just did want to mention him as part of the punk Y discussion, right? So he's he's got her back. He's like, I, I want to like know that she's okay. I want to see her, and I want to have a free free discussion with her like no propaganda so we'll see i have a feeling he's going to be uninvited to china <laughs> mm, yeah that's probably less likely going to happen so you have so much uh, experience okay. andrea with with the un and with uh, the the engagement that the un has with china uh in in the political realm and and you know obviously way beyond this tennis story but of course this tennis story has become political uh right. and when you you and i spoke on the last podcast about the women's tennis association and yeah. and everyone has noted uh their strength their moral clarity in the way they have handled this but they have been quiet in the last uh four to six weeks on this topic what do you think is going on just speculating behind the scenes if anything right yeah no, that's a, it's an excellent question i might not be the you know the best person um that in the best position to answer that or respect, but I, but sure. I'm happy to, to speculate. I think they're probably, um, uh, who, you know, I think maybe, Oh, actually, who was it? Was it Ash Barty? Who, somebody, um, one of the women players at the open said something, I think is she on the tennis, she on the count, um, a player's council, I think for, uh, well, well, Naomi Osaka did did make a statement about it, and in fact, um, today, right. I, I, in fact, today, I just saw on my Twitter feed a video, yep. believe it or not, of yep. some human rights activists uh, that were very calmly uh, protesting uh, Peng Shui. They had a banner that said "Where is Peng Shui?" They were actually out by the practice court where Naomi yep. Osaka was practicing. And there's a video now out there of uh, Tennis Australia's security team essentially kicking them out of the tournament, out of the ground, on the, on the basis of when you buy your ticket to attend uh, the Australian Open, it says on the ticket, you know, you're not allowed to make any political statements. And so this woman not only had a banner and she was with a gentleman uh, who was videotaping this whole thing, I, I assume on his phone. Uh, she also yeah. had a T-shirt that had a picture of Peng Shui and on the back said, where is Peng Shui? So in addition to confiscating the woman's banner, which is just written on sort of a, a long white cloth, uh, they said, We're, you need to take off your T-shirt. So there was no video. Of, there was no video of act, that actually happening. But then the yep. pol the police were actually called in, and this was all done very calmly. And the gentleman was asking the appropriate questions, as, saying, "Listen, why is this a political statement? That we're, 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 we're this is a female tennis player. We just want to know where she yep. is." 
So exactly. interesting how this is playing out when you talk about the, uh, the, you know, the Women's Tennis Association, which, by the way, has nothing to do with running the Australian nope. Open. But, of course, right. they are uh, sort of the, the, the voice of the women's tour in general. But numerous players, I'm not sure which one you're referring to that, that's actually on the, their board uh, or their player yep. council. Numerous players okay. have you know, spoken out and spoken about their concern for Punk yep. but But I should point out, Andrea, that the players yep. also – would not be allowed to, you know, put, put, they, you know, so let's say a player went out with a PS, you know, Peng Shui on their, on their shirt. Right. They, right. You know, they probably would be told to, that they were not able to do that. Hasn't happened yet. But I thought right. this was very interesting as I saw this come across my Twitter feed earlier this morning. So that's really interesting, Patrick, because I just saw photos of, of that. I didn't see the video and I didn't see, um, so, yeah, so we were looking at um, related images, but not exactly the same thing. I thought, great idea, T-shirts. So it's the next slam, right? Like, so, and then right before, you know, we, we start, we went live. Um, you mentioned what, you know, the end result of this. So a couple of thoughts. First, actually, I want to clarify, I just found in my notes uh, which player is on the WTA player shuffle. It's a- a- Azarenka. Oh, Victoria Azarenka. Okay, great. Well, she's yes. very well spoken. We had a great interview with her. Who had a, she had a great win over Svitolina. And oh. uh, we actually had an interview. Her son was sitting on her lap, which was very oh, yeah, cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right? He's adorable. He's yeah. adorable. And she's playing great. And, and, you know, she's really come into her own as a, as a, what she said, as a, as a person, as a human being, as a mother, obviously she's always been a great tennis player, but I wouldn't, right. I'm not surprised that she's engaged in that way based on uh, the stands that she's taking just in general. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So, so what I saw somebody, I, I'm, yeah, I actually don't have the site. I'm not sure where this was reported, but she, she was speaking with a journalist. She said that um, efforts were still being made to ensure Pung was safe. This is, and this is a quote from her um, on when, this past Wednesday. There hasn't been that much development mm. in terms of contact with Peng Shui, even though from our side, we will continue to make any and all efforts to make sure that she is safe, that she feels comfortable. And she went on to say, hopefully we will get to hear from her personally at some point. I think that the goal, I think that's the goal, the main goal Right now, you know, we're looking out for her safety. We hope she's well. And then, quote, we hope that she's doing okay. Hopefully, it's not too long until we see her back out here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so that's that. You know, so that's something sort of from the WTA related you know, players council. So, so I imagine they also are maybe uh, perhaps being quiet just for the moment, knowing also that something's going to happen. Something will happen in Beijing. And the other, the yeah, and the other thing that uh, your friend and now mine, Yashui Sao, uh, who, by the way, I think is speaking uh, uh, today at some point to uh, one of the committees on human rights. So good for her. Oh, good. She, yeah. So she, of course, runs China Change, uh, the website, and uh, has, has, has been on my podcast a couple of times. But one of the things she said to me uh, right at the beginning of this whole thing was, number one, you will not hear from any other Chinese player on this topic. Yep. They've all been told to keep their mouths shut. You will not, and, and of course, we haven't during the Australian Open, yep. where a couple of Chinese players, by the way, are doing quite well. The other right. thing, the other thing related to what you just predicted is going to happen: this this meeting, this dinner, this get together yep. at the, before the Olympic, was that uh, Yashui believes that that will be when she will announce her retirement from tennis. Oh yeah, no, and I think so too. Okay, I, I think they're going to try to tie this all up very neatly in a little bow, you know, with a little bow, you know, 
Yeah, definitely. I think that that's, I, I agree absolutely with the asterisk. Like, yeah, I think that's going to happen. Absolutely. Right, go ahead. Chinese are, no, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go. Keep going. Okay, right, right. This is the Chinese government, um, you know, obviously watching this incredibly closely. And, uh, and they're also, you know, they are noticing that players are speaking out. Right? We want to know where she is. We want to know that she's safe. Something's not right here, said um, Kyrgios, right? Like, mm-hmm. and also, it, it's up to us to use our voices, use our platform, as I said. And also, um, Naomi Osaka, you know, she's so sweet. She's like, I certainly would hope that if something like this had happened, you know, if I were in her shoes, that people would be concerned about me and ask questions and, and, and you know, show that they care, right? You know, you, this is a community, a community of tennis players, you know, men and women, right? And, and, Boy, we really need to um, have each other's backs, right? So, so this could have been folks got organized. This really could they could become quite a force, you know. And I think that you know that's something that that um, the Chinese government obviously does not want to see happen. So, your news item about the banner being confiscated, very disturbing and not entirely surprising, um, but something I hope that uh, uh, you know reporters, um, you know, in Australia maybe can do some, and, you know, can investigate a little bit further. This happened um, with basketball. So basketball. So during the um, during the Hong Kong protests, mainly 2019, uh, right with Dar- you know, the Daryl Morey um, tweet, right? right. Um, that, yeah. But then also with um, players uh, for yeah. So there were a lot of um, sort of quiet protests at various NBA uh, games, and those involved wearing T-shirts, um, you know, banners, you know, for free Hong Kong, um, you know, sort of, and, you know, support for for Del Mori, and like the NBA is so, co- you know, there was so, there was so much controversy right around like you know, sort of NBA, sort of not being entirely clear what their position is. A lot of players, of course, wanting people to just shut up. You know, the basketball players just shut up and play, to- right? That famous yeah, line, yeah. exactly, right? And, and like worrying about the dot, you know, the big box, et cetera. So, so um, anyway, so, so, so those venues, and in fact, I was at a basketball game here in Washington, D.C. Um, uh, you know, those, so those games uh, became, actually some of the games um, just became kind of a, a focal point, right? So uh, for protests and a lot of banners got, got taken down as well. So, and, and people were wearing t-shirts too. That just also kind of became, became an issue. Similarly, right. The, the, uh, the, 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 um, uh, the uh, arena owners were sort of like, no, it's not just because you know it's about China. You know, it's uh, criticizing. You know, it's, it's it involves China. This is our policy, and mm-hmm. you know, right? Okay, so you sort of right, but it seems like selectively um, implemented, perhaps. Anyway, so so that's an issue, and, and it's and it's interesting, and not, again, not at all surprising. But I do hope that other folks, activists, um, people concerned about Peng Shui, continue to do, continue to try. You know, because all, all of these efforts keep Peng Shui in the news and make, like, these arenas, you know, and, and, and the Chinese government in the background not look so good. You know, they're suppressing speech globally, you know. Um, so, and people, there, there will be more creative responses uh, to this. Like, I think one, one thing, um, yeah, you know, people are thinking about just different ways to just be creative um, in terms of protesting. So, I think we're going to see that. Uh, anyway, with, with, with Peng, continue with Peng Shui and um, 
and others. And, know, the, and, 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 and just generally at the Olympic Games, which, of course, we've heard all about the, uh, you know, the clampdown on athletes and their devices and, you know, making clear but, that they can't make any political statements. So exactly. So yeah. I did want to go there. Actually, so it's in terms of like what's new um, since the last time we spoke. And also, I think last, the last time we spoke, it was Yashway. OK, so a couple of new things. The, the biggest, right, so you mentioned, like, the apps and stuff, like, not, again, not hugely surprising, but just incredibly annoying, um, and, and another reason why the game should never have been given to China, right, is that this mandatory app has security flaws, right, okay, surprise, surprise, right, right, so, right. Right. so, so, so there's, there's that issue, but then, so just a couple of days ago, the um, Deputy Director General of International Relations for the Beijing Organizing Committee says, Quote, it, well, this is the English um, version. I imagine it's, an, it's probably an official version, right, in English. Um, quote, any expression that is in line with the, with the Olympic spirit, I'm sure will be protected. Uh, Yang Shu, Deputy Director General of International Relations for the Beijing Organizing Committee, said in a news conference Tuesday, this is past Tuesday, quote, then he continues, any behavior or speech that is against the Olympic spirit especially against the Chinese laws and regulations, are also subject to certain punishment. Mm. End quote. Unbelievable. So, um, yeah, yeah so it is unbelievable. Right. You know, so, 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 of course, you know, the Chinese government, again, will, will, will get to decide what is and what isn't uh, conform, you know, conforming with the Olympic spirit. Uh, of course, anything that might you know, shine a negative light on China or be construed as a criticism or just even the mention of a name like Peng Shui, Will somehow be deemed uh, not to be not, not in, the, yeah not in the Olympic spirit right? Okay, so it's just ridiculous. So so then you know, a couple of um there've been some you know some really uh, interesting you know panel discussions and important things. Uh, Human Rights Watch organized one earlier I believe this week. Um, you know where where former athletes and sort of athlete activists you know folks who um who are involved you know, I think global athletes it right like are just saying. They're, so they're starting to essentially issue warnings to their fellow athletes, like, don't risk it. You know, don't speak out because, because the IOC is not going to protect you. Mm. So it's just a horrible position. And the athletes have said as much. A horrible position for them to be in. You know, that they're, like, you know, counseling their fellow athletes who all care about these issues, right, to basically keep your mouth shut. Like, that, you know, it's too risky because you, you can absolutely, the IOC is not going to do anything to help you if you end up you know, getting on the wrong side of the Chinese government. So, um, and they've been very clear, you know, that the IC is not going to protect athletes. So even if, if um, someone just says, hey, so, you know, where is Peng Shui, by the way? You know, like, that, 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 you know, that could end up in, like, you know, serious consequences for an athlete, right? So Beijing should never have been granted the Games. Um, and uh, we, we kind of knew that all along. But each day, something comes up that suggests, you know, is, is, is kind of further proof of that. Um, so one thing you, know, you mentioned, talking about the UN. Right. Um, right. So, so, um, so, right. So Antonio Guterres um, is very close with Xi Jinping and very close with Thomas Bach. Um, and uh, so the three of them together, this like triumvirate, not good for human rights and freedom of expression and a lot of other things. Um, and they basically all sort of support each other in their efforts to, uh, you know, increase their power and influence. Um, and who knows what else, 
right. But the fact that Antonio Guterres is going to the games, essentially is like handing China like a, is a big win for the Chinese government and for the Chinese Communist Party. It's essentially saying, you know, oh, yeah, you know, no problems here. You know, yeah, everything's good. Everything's good. He, and he said in his in, uh, last week, maybe, um, when he announced that he was, in fact, going, um, uh, earlier, I think in December, his spokesperson had said, yes, you know, the U.S. Secretary General will be attending. And then just recently, he said again, he said himself, I will be going to the opening ceremony. So that, what that signals um, to China and, and the Chinese um, propaganda apparatus has already made great use of this, is, is that, you know, that he essentially doesn't have any problem with the Uyghurs, with anything else that's, you know, that's going on in China. He, you know, he supports, China. I mean, this is how it's being read and interpreted, right? So in China and, you know, by the Chinese media, right? That, um, and, and also the Guterres, the UN Secretary General, stands for the, the global community, right? So the international community, the, you know, 193 members, you know, member countries of the United Nations. Like, it's a big deal. Um, and uh, for him to go and, and like not say anything, right? He's not going to bring up the Uyghurs when he's in China. He may say, oh, yes, we spoke about a private, you know, silent, you know, whatever. Quiet, quiet diplomacy. diplomacy, right? That's the right. term, right. <laughs> right. You just laugh at that, yeah. Oh, yes, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> unbelievable. So I'm going on and on. The whole thing is just unbelievable. And now, you know, it's just, it's like such a, yeah, I, I have to, I can't really find the right word for it. It is the ultimate in like, you know, the sort of Orwellian propaganda show. Um, and uh, yeah, so it, it's very, very distressing. Well, we're going to have to keep our eye on this because I'm going to need you back, Andre, I think uh, fairly shortly to uh, follow up on this. And I appreciate you giving me all this time uh, this afternoon. And I want to just say uh, before I let you go and enjoy yeah. the weekend, and hopefully you've got some tennis plan to play to keep yourself, keep your game at the top level yeah. that it's at. I need to know <laughs> who's your pick to win the Australian Open, men and women, please. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> See, I surprised okay. you at that, didn't I? You weren't expecting that. Ah, well, I didn't expect huh. that. In, in light of our, I don't know, should I just go? Well, I think in light of our earlier conversation, I'm, I might revise my. <laughs> Okay, well, just for the option. record, just for the record, Andrea said she was hoping Malfis could win it. And I said, well, a lot of people are being in your court, but I wouldn't bet on it. Uh, but he's got a good chance to get to the semifinals. But you, you, everybody likes him. And it's great to see him playing so well. You know, he's in his mid-30s now. So, okay, who do you – but who okay, – if, if, if I don't bet, by the way, okay, because I'm, I'm – you know, since I have to work and tell – I don't – you know, I'm not into betting. But if you were a betting well, woman, who would you go for in the men's side first? Okay, men's side first. Um – uh, Rafa. Okay. He had a great win uh, today over Hatchinoff. Really good four set win. He said it was the best he's played since he came back. All right. Women, which is a little more, a little right. trickier, but Osaka, I remember, yes. just lost to Anisimova right. in a great three set match. Uh, but it sounded like it was uh, tremendous tennis. Osaka had a couple match points and also had a great attitude after the match, having had the loss. So she seems to be in a good place. Anisimova. Uh, really good young talent. So now uh, that will be Anisimova against Ashley Barty, who's the number one seed. Right. 
So I was gonna, I was gonna go with with Barkey. Um, uh, smart, you're a smart, you're a smart woman. You know your tennis. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we we laugh. shall see, we shall see, and uh, hopefully you're watching us on ESPN. Uh, I, I oh, great! Well, I'm, I'm watching all these the clips and I'm um, John the uh, New Day show. Love, loving that. Oh um, yeah, I have right. my clips on New Day, so we'll see. Uh, yep, we, yep. Hope, Hopefully, we'll get them back onto uh, this story as well, which I think will happen in, in time as the Olympics are approaching this Peng Shui story because, uh, as you yep. said, it's up, it's up to people like us to keep this uh, on the forefront and enter the women's tour as well, which they are doing. But I think that's the uh, only way to uh, in, uh, hopefully get some uh, knowledge that Peng Shui is okay, although it does look shaky at the moment. Um, yes, yep. and, but that's what other choice do we have at this point? Right, I do think it would be great if, if an invest, some investigative journalist um, uh, in uh, in Australia could really take a look at um, what happened with the with the banners and the T-shirts and the you know, right? Like, and also, had there been other instances where banners have been you know taken, you know, taken? Yeah, like, that's the, right. That's the first one that I've seen. Uh, that just yeah. came across. So uh, I'm I'm going to yeah. be your investigative journalist for this one. I'm going to look into it. All right, Patrick. <laughs> all right, Andrea. Thank you so much. I appreciate you giving me all this time. Have a great weekend, and uh, we will stay in touch. Okay, great. Thanks. Andrea Warden, everyone, on Holding Court. Holding Court with Patrick McEnroe is powered by Mudhouse Media. 